You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. What up, what up? Another Slapdick Podcast coming at you, episode 53, man, already gone that far. Uh, got a great special guest uh, today joining us and uh, very appreciative of him. Quote of the day today, man, as we, uh, we hit episode 53, it's pretty much... Uh, I believe that the quote of the day is a, is a great one for what times we're facing. But be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. Just uh, just a little backdrop on that, man. You know, everybody out there right now during these times can uh, can make somebody feel or everybody feel like somebody, man. That's just the truth, and uh, I don't care what color you are. We all know fools and 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 and, uh, and idiots come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, man. So. Make sure we make no mistake about it. But um, I got a special guest, man, who needs no introduction. The famous, he's got the most, you know, one of the most famous voices that is recognized with the great distinct voices in the game, man. And I I equate it with the Al Michaels, Jim Lampley's, Bob Costas, Jack Ramsey's, Dick Vitale's, Keith Jackson's. I don't care, man, what people say. I equate it to that. Um, and I'm sticking to it, man. And, and he's known for... Shooting the imaginator, imagination, uh, fifteen foot fadeaway, man. As NBA Today ended, and uh, and I just got to say, if you haven't watched Last Dance on ESPN about the MJ Bull story, uh, get into that as well. But uh, great respect for this man, Mark Jones from ESPN, is joining us today on the Slapdick Podcast. Great family man, uh, speaks volumes for what he does, man. And uh, during these crazy times, uh, take out some time to join me, Mark. I appreciate you, brother for coming on man coach brown uh i appreciate you man and i love your uh i love the way you get down man um i really do especially in these times we're in somebody that uh is authentic and not pretentious and just organic man that's what we need we need more people coming straight from the heart these days to make this a a better world we're living in and i love your quote of the day man about uh be somebody who helps somebody feel like somebody. What I'm not sure if I yeah, yeah. It correctly, man. If I was close, then no, I'd no, you're close. Yeah, be be somebody who makes uh, everybody feel like a somebody. Yeah, so yeah. you know, shoot. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to be a nice person. Man. <laughs> it I mean, shouldn't, man. I wake up, I wake up in the mornings, man, and I, I I do a little meditation. I meditate on the Word of God a little bit, and ask God to get me through another 24, man. And, uh, you know, just, just want to be, just try and bless somebody, man. You know, no doubt. You got to. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't get why it's so hard, man. I really don't. Um, it's unbelievable to me, man. I mean, we're in 2020, man. And it's like, it's like, damn, we're, we're what year are we in now, man? I mean, uh, you know, it's our, we, I thought we've already hit rock bottom, uh, for certain people, certain <laughs> right? cultures, man, but I guess we haven't. So, so hey man, tell me, tell us how you started. And for the people that don't know, I mean, uh, I know you're from Toronto, right? Born and raised, or born? Yeah, um, born in Toronto, man. I, uh, you know, grew up in Toronto. Um, I had an old, I have an older brother, Paul Jones. He's three and a half years older than me. Uh, man, we just grew up, coach, playing sports, man. Mm-hmm. Football, 
you know, come home with the knees scraped, bleeding, all that kind of stuff. And mom and dad yell, what are you guys doing? I mean, then, then back out after dinner, playing basketball, just grew up playing sports, man, and, and fell in love with each and every one of them. And, you know, ended up getting towards the basketball end of the spectrum, played uh, college basketball at York University up there and had a nice four-year career. Yeah. Uh, actually uh, had the opportunity to, at one point, you know, got, got a little interest in the NBA and that never panned out, but um, ended up getting into sports casting. You know, like after my last collegiate game, I had actually uh, been interviewed as the player of the game, even though our team lost. And I um, was asked by the interviewer, you know, what my next plan is. And after the camera shut off, I said, hey, Mr. Watts, that was his name. I said, yeah. you got any jobs for students up there? And I, he said, yeah, call me Monday morning. I right? called him Monday morning at 8.59 a.m. I didn't even wait until 9 a.m., 8.59 yeah. And man, became a, a production assistant, just charting highlights, watching games, and worked my way up the ladder a little bit, field reporter, anchor, and then, man, 1990, June 1990, got a great call from ABC and ESPN, man. They wanted to sign me to a deal, and this is my 30th year wow. with the company, man. I, I just I just love it. I love the people I work with. I love sports, and uh, I just love being in contact with athletes and coaches and the culture of sports, man. It's, you know, it's crazy coach and, and all that's been going on in this world. I, I have a confession to make. I almost feel like because there's been no sports for the last three and a half months, my last NBA game was March the 7th in San Francisco. I did a warrior Sixers game. I've, I've slowed down and I've kind of looked around and the world really ain't that good without sports. Man, it's a lot of, <laughs> no doubt. A lot of stuff that's made me wonder, like, it's like, man, if I had my head in the ground this whole time on, on the things going on around me, it's like, listen, we're in dark times. It's like my pastor said, man, we're living in dark times right now. And I kind of feel like I've been missing out on some of that just because I've been so wrapped up in studying for my next uh, basketball game. You know what I mean? No doubt. Now you got another whole what? Are you going to be doing them when they re reconvenes in July? You know, just just uh, everything's being formulated. There's so many yeah, details cool. still to be worked out yeah. between uh, the NBA and Players Association, NBA, and mm. uh, their TV partners, which include ESPN and TNT and the regional networks. I mean, we still got a little bit of a road to go, and that's why the startup date is, you know, all the way Later, down yeah. to July 31st. You know, there's going to be a, a handful of, quote-unquote, preseason games before we – get right. up and running but uh you know i'm i'm like everybody else still kind of waiting to hear what the next move is going to be and uh you know i i looked at my wife the other night i said hey we 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 might want to have some real good fun around the house with the kitties out of the house because i might be, I might be in the bubble for five weeks honey no doubt <laughs> no doubt get with big daddy now or else you know. uh, hey <laughs> Man, hey, I'm not. If I meet your wife, brother, no, I'm not. I, I did not um, advocate or uh, 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 go. I, I did not say that I was down with it. Mr. Mark Jones said that, man. Um, hey, but hey, so so your son, man, is in Long Beach, where where I have a place uh, down here, and uh, that's good to know, man. I'm gonna have to go over there and eat. I know where he's at, and I'm gonna have to grab some food from him, man. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go great. take I'm that's gonna go take great. a picture with a man and send it to you, man. It's gonna be funny. Awesome, um, man, coach. I'd appreciate that, man. Hell really yeah! Would. Oh, I'll yeah. go I'll go down there and yeah. see him, man. There's no doubt. Um, just let me know when he works, and I'll go see him. What uh? 
Yes. Tell me this, man. What's your last? So people that don't know, you know, you had quite a bit of uh, uh, film time on Last Dance. Obviously, during this quarantine, it was the, probably the most, you know, entertainment, most watched show. Of course, after it, I think it passed up Tiger King, that crazy stuff. Um, what right. What was your take on that, man? I mean, because this is my deal. I mean, you know, my thing is. And specifically, I guess the question is, what's your take on MJ and how he was portrayed uh, after with the aftermath of how Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant are now kind of pissed off and and uh, right and and how it came out? You know, it's always uh, cry over spilled milk, in my opinion. But my take is, you know, suck it up, man, because y'all have zero rings without that man. And my yeah. whole my whole thing is, and I know you know these guys and stuff, and 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 and, and talk to them. But my thing is like. Why didn't y'all square up with his butt when you were talking that crap 25 years ago? Because now everybody feels sorry because the show came out and it was so watched because of the quarantine and and uh, probably nobody had nothing to do. But it just it feels like, you know, they're crying over a little bit of spilled milk. And, and uh, I don't know, man, that's just my take, I guess, because I know how it is. It's a result oriented business, man. And like the book I wrote, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. I mean, shoot. Hate me now, man, but love me with with six rings uh, when it's all done, or yeah. or when you get a scholarship. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it, man. I'm I'm down with that philosophy because I, you know, I had a front row seat for the Jordan Golden years and the Bull Golden years with the six titles, and you know, I I, I love the fact that during that time, you know, Michael was so accessible, man. Like in the old Chicago Stadium, you know that that crib was really not very polished but, mm-hmm. you know it didn't have all the great amenities like the united <laughs> center does now but michael's locker was like one of the first ones as soon as you went into it and man i can remember sitting down with him and chopping it up and he would he would talk about anything and and everything and then you know when the mini got cleared out he'd get dressed and get ready to just go kill but um i i think one thing that was i think missing from the documentary that you know, I know a bunch of cats on that team. You know, Ron Harper's sure. a good friend of mine, for example. Um, I know that for a fact there was probably a little bit more pushback from his teammates than was actually caught on video sure. and on tape. Um, because, you know, it made it look one-sided, like Michael was getting into his teammates' sure. butt, like he was getting into Steve Kerr, like he was getting into Scotty Burrell. Like Scotty Burrell was his punching bag, and you know we saw all that. But I, I know for a fact, like Ron Harper told me a story about uh, one time they were on the bus and they were driving somewhere, and this is right after Michael had come back from playing in Birmingham in baseball, and he had quit his baseball career, come back to uh, basketball, and they were driving to a game, and it was soon after soon after that, and and um, you know uh, Michael was going in on Ron, you know, and. Ron, if you if you remember, he had a little bit of a stuttering stuttering issue that yeah. he worked on, and he's gotten really good at that. And Michael was Michael went after him about his stuttering. You know, he was mm. cutting him, man, just <laughs> like doing the dozens on him, really bad. And then when the bus stopped laughing after Michael went, Ron Ron stood up in the back of the bus, and he held up one finger and then flashed three fingers, one then flashed three, like like a catcher in baseball would do signaling to a pitcher you yeah, know what i mean yeah he'd be flashing signals and he said mike w- 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 what's that <laughs> said michael said what's that ron he said that's a curveball you can't hit that you m oh, <laughs> you, oh, <can't."> shit. <laughs> you, 
uh, <laughs> you know what? And, yeah. and the bus just broke up. Oh, you know, shit. so there was there was a lot more um, kind of banter. It no wasn't doubt. always, I think, one sided um, as as it might have appeared. But man, they 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 got along, man. And sometimes you get along and you get the rings. And listen, there's there's nothing easy about leading. No, you know, right. no if, if you're going to lead. You can't be everybody's friend. You no, cannot no. be everybody's friend. There's guys in the NBA right now that are ruthless leaders. You know, look, I think LeBron's ruthless. Yep, I think yep. Chris Paul is ruthless. I think there's a handful of guys. Kobe, we all know, God rest his soul. No he was ruthless. You know, you can't – I don't know that you can win by trying to have a consensus and have everybody your friend on the team. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that was my takeaway from it. No yeah. doubt, no doubt. No, I appreciate it. There's, you know, there's no saying. Nice guys finish last, man. And if it was easy, man, like I tell everybody, shoot, everybody would have the winning lotto numbers, man. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's ironic, man, because uh, I got a little bit of uh, insight on this deal because Horace, if people out there don't know, I coached Independence obviously on the show Last Chance You. His brother Harvey, right. Harvey Grant, played at Independence, believe it or not, junior college in Kansas. Oh, wow. And wow. so did Reuben Patterson. Um, so they won a bunch of na- – they won two national championships, junior college national championships back in Independence. Right. I remember Reuben. Yeah. He went to Cincinnati. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they played at Independence um, Junior College, and they they won a few titles um, well before I got there, obviously. But um, so Harvey's son plays there. Uh, when I was coaching, he was playing there. So just the last few years. And um, – Wow. Jeremy okay. Grant, Jeremy Grant would come down from Oklahoma City, which is only two hours away from Independence, Kansas, and uh, you'd have the whole family there on some nights. So right. uh, they were good; they were fans of the show. We were taught, we would talk, and and so they kind of mentioned uh, a lot. Of, we were talking just about that stuff, like how was MJ, da da da. So you know, he, they were they were like, you know. Uh, People talk back to them. They, they weren't going to just lay down. They were grown men. You know what I mean? And and so, sure, and that's sure. kind of why I respect kind of how Burrell's handled it because he's handled it with just, you know, I respect MJ, da 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 da. And he's kind of just taking it on the chin, even though it showed like he was just the punching bag, like you said. Um, but you know he was a baller too coming out of UConn, so I remember all those things. Sure, but yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna play with Michael and just yeah openly let him punk you every day. <laughs> yeah, no. You know. Nah, <laughs> you know I don't mean? think so either. He's he gonna respect you if you punch back once in a while, like he did with Steve Kerr. Yep, yep. You yep. know, and uh, that's that's just kind of locker room culture. And, it is. You know, I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing because you know ultimately I think that's what helps build respect in the confines of that locker room and that kind of chemistry and strength you build it in the locker room. It translates to the court, and that that's how you win rings, man. Man, you know? yeah, it's nothing personal. See, you know, people don't understand no. that it's nothing personal, man. Yeah. Like it's. It's about getting – it's a results-oriented business. You're in a results-oriented business. I mean, if you were up there, you know, bumbling papers and, and, and saying the wrong thing, you'd be having you'd right. be having problem. You know, it's all about results, man. And, and so, you know – Listen, man, I, yeah, I, I – um, you know, I live here in Miami, and uh, when LeBron was here and the Heat went to the finals while he was here for four consecutive years, there wasn't a game that went by that he wasn't just in on – uh, going in on uh, Mario Chalmers, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was almost comical. It was like he would beat up Mario like every game, but Mario was tough. You know, yep. he got tough and he was tough. Tough skin. He made big shots for the Heat, you know, no in doubt. the time that he was here and he was part of their championships. So, you know, that's just kind of sports, man. And, and in, in a different kind of way, man, you know, like when, when you care enough to go in on a guy, 
you know, that's, that's <laughs> showing love really, you know, like I always say, I would, you know, when I'm calling games and I hear announcers say, Oh, uh, so-and-so's mad at his team. Oh, they were yelling on the sideline. I'm like, yo, if, if you're not in my house, if you're not yelling, you're not communicating. I just yeah, grew yeah. up that way. No doubt. <laughs> it is, man. I mean, you, you covered college football as well, uh, forever. And, and I know during these crazy times, man, you know, all this, all these things are starting to surface, man. And finally, people's voices yeah. are being heard, especially our black kids and our black communities being heard more and more. It's, it's sad that there was a sacrificial uh, human that had to lose his life. Uh, well, pl- there's been yeah. thousands, to be honest, but um, right, if not more. But but for this situation, I mean, now you got. I know you've covered Iowa. I know you've called Iowa games and I know you all, you know, right. you got this Iowa strength conditioning coach that comes out and, and then you got, uh, you know, Kirk Ferentz's son coming, they're coming out with his son. Who's the OC there. Um, right. there's all these racial issues there. And, and now, uh, you know, it, the Davos Sweeney's of the world and, and, and it takes a week for, and I, and I got great friends on Alabama staff, man, and all these different staffs, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and right. I respect the profession, obviously, and what people do. I've always, I've also dealt with these people for a long time, and I know them. And you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's unbelievable to me that you can't issue your own statement the day of without having to wait a week and use a PR or a publicist. Um, it just, to me, it just shows everything to me. That's just everything yeah. to me. I, I just don't understand it. Um, you know, yeah. I think Davos failed his guys and, and I, and I've sent kids there. Uh, he, he's just got a California kid who, who I've actually helped coach a little bit, um, as a quarterback, but Polynesian kid. And, uh, right. one of my better friends is at Alabama. Um, and you know, it's funny, man. It's like, wait up now you're recruiting these black kids you're going into their homes you're talking to their single mothers for the 90 percent of them and you're telling them you're going to massage those boys and turn them into men and you're going to protect them and you're going to be their safe haven and you can't even come out with a damn statement so i mean i'm just like i don't understand where we are man it's unfortunate yeah the drew Brees deal you know he comes from a you know, he comes from a dang affluent Austin neighborhood in Texas with the with two lawyers as parents. He never had to walk the same walk that I had to, or you had to, or or right. these these black players that he's playing with. And I get I get bashed on social media and all that, and I'm fine with it. You know, you know how it is. You know, you take heat too. For, right. You know how Twitter, it goes. Twitter gangsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> keyboard cowards. But they yeah. they uh they're saying, oh, Drew has a statement. It's just his opinion he's nothing i go let me tell you something i got a one of my best friends caught passes for drew Brees in san diego and i know a lot more than you do uh twitter buddy and i said just let me let you know something he's made his money off fucking uh, black players not i haven't seen a lot of white receivers he's thrown the ball to and for someone to just walk around and say he's a part of the locker he, he plays with black players it's more proof. It's further proof now that you, just because you play with brothers and stuff, and it's not doesn't mean you understand the culture, the dynamic, the background, and it's kind of coming to fruition, man. Amen, amen. It's that's so true, man. It's like I always say, just but just because you spend time in the garage doesn't make you a mechanic. No, you know, no, no doubt. <laughs> just because you spend a lot of time in a garage doesn't make you a mechanic. Like you can go into the hood and 
and, and fix transmission. And same way as if you're a, if you're a white player and, you know, football, you got, you know, 70, 80 guys in the locker room collegiately and at the college level and fewer at the pro level, it doesn't mean that you get to know guys' stories, you know, it doesn't mean that you know the type of experience or walk in their shoes. Uh, frankly, uh, there, there can be parts of locker rooms, coach, you know, you know better than anybody that that can be very segmented, oh, you know, and, and if you don't make an effort to walk across the room and, and get to know guys, then you can be in your own bubble, you know, especially at that quarterback position. Oh. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I it, it disturbs me, frankly, that, um, you know, going back to the college thing that um, it's it, that Dabo Sweeney, like you said, he um, he took he took a while to make a statement. Right. Uh, I have no problem with people collecting their thoughts oh, right. a little bit, you know, but um, if you can't say black lives matter or oh, police brutality and racism in your statement, you missed the mark. And I think that's where he missed the mark in my black opinion. Okay. No doubt, because no like you said, if you are going into homes and you're telling mom and dad, I'm going to take of your take care of your child. And when those Clemson players drive around off campus, sometimes they're not Clemson football players. Hell they're no. black kids, and they Hell are yeah. targets. They are targets. In Clemson, and, South yeah. Carolina. <laughs> hey, listen, man. <laughs> that's, that's a place that we all know that yeah. has been historically hostile yeah. towards black folks. Yeah. We don't have to go through the history of the Confederacy. People know that. We have to just assume that, and I'm not making a black blanket statement that uh, everybody down there is racist. They're not. There are good people down there as well. No doubt. But if you're a head football coach and you don't specifically address racism, police brutality to your black players, you are failing them. No doubt. You can't speak in general flowery terms of sin because I read the Bible every day just like Dabo may be reading the Bible. And my pastor told me on Sunday that we have to be rebels for God. That means fighting for those black kids who have different needs for your white kids, from your white kids when it comes to police brutality. That's just where we are in America. And that's understanding that black lives do matter right now. It's not the all lives matter deal. And I don't think... Yeah, I disagree with what you said about uh, your black statement, your black uh, point of view. I think it's your human right. point of view. It's a human point of view. Exactly. And, and, exactly. And, yeah, it, it should be. Yeah, you're right. You know what you're I mean? Right. No, no, I don't disagree with you, yeah. but I'm just saying like it's a human yeah. point of view. And like people that don't understand that are just they're screwed up, man. And they got bigger issues. Yeah. And, and it's you know yeah. what, what bothers me is, man, these guys grow up in these rural towns of, of let's just go through the coaches the west virginias and this alabamas and the jim crow south like we all know and and all this stuff right. they grew up there that's what they know and because you know racism to learn trade it ain't it ain't it ain't you ain't born to racism you know and Amen. and Amen. i and i think that it's it's just you know we were talking i was talking to two buddies of mine on the show the other day and uh two brothers of mine and we played together and and uh you know one of them played at utah with the d coordinator who just came out with the text messages and they played together and he's just like blasted them like man i'm i'm, I'm ashamed i played with you and shared a locker with you and now i know the coaches you're texting we also played with with 
And it's like, right. Hold up. And I know how Utah is, you know how Utah is. So he, and he's a, he's a big time, uh, bouncer. Now he ends up, he's, he's a bodyguard for Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, bunch of different people. So he travels the world and was just like, man, racist racism is a U.S. problem, man. He goes, I'm more loved in Russia and Germany than I am here. That's how Girl, sad I've it been is. overseas. I, 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 I felt that vibe too. Yeah. yeah it's learned, and, right? and you know what bothers me, man, Mark, is the ADs and presidents that are continuing to recycle the same people. And I don't care what color you are. Yeah. If you can, if you're, yeah. if you can get through the kids and get them, you know, my whole philosophy is educate, matriculate and graduate. If you can get those things sure. done with a kid, I don't care what color you are, purple, yellow, black, blue. Right. Um, you're the guy for the job, but if you can't, you know, we got the Willie Taggart's out there. He hasn't very been very successful. He he gets 17 right. million. He gets right. paid 17 million to leave Florida state. Um, yeah. and then he's recycled and he's got a new job. Now I'm actually for the, the brothers getting jobs now. Cause, cause it's, it's real easy to say he couldn't have got a job anywhere and, and been blackballed just like a lot of brothers are, you know, you got the Eric B enemies who I know in the world who, who basically you equate him to the guy at New York Giants, like, wait up. He's been a coordinator. He yeah. was not. And now yeah. there's a bunch of stuff. The Rooney rule's a joke. It's a yeah. slap in my face. And and that can, it brings me to my next question. Like, the Rooney rule deal is, to me, and I've talked to one of my best friends, Darian Hagan at Colorado, who played with BNME, obviously, there. And, right. Um, we grew up together. But, you know, I was talking to Darian and, and on my show in uh, – I'm just like with Derek Mason, a good friend of mine, the head coach at Vanderbilt, uh, who they just hired the first black woman AD in the SEC. So kudos to them. Sure. But saw that. Yeah. So I, my thing was, Mark, I was like, you know what's going to take to change the Rooney Rule is, in my opinion, is for the the black coach to not take the interview because he knows with his agents and so forth nowadays in today's day and age. He knows if he's got a shot at it or not. They're taking these token right. interviews, which I understand. Right. Trust me, I understand them because I know the Marvin Lewis's of the world and these guys that took this cowboy interview. I, it's just a matter of like, well, no, nah, I'm not going to even take the interview because I don't have a real right. shot. You, you interviewed me, and then they, they fly in the guy who they hire at the Cowboys, and he stays with Jerry Jones at his house, and, and it's a done deal. Like, come on. So yeah. to me, yeah. unless you turn that down, I don't think it's really going to – it's just kind of like how we're protesting now. I mean, I think that's gonna it's gonna take some drastic measures to to uh, get results. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer on the Rooney Rule, man. I, <laughs> I know. You know, I think first of all, I think it's a shame that they actually need one. No uh, question. That's you no know, question. That's what I say, Sue. Yeah, the fact that you have to it's tough to <laughs> legisl- legislate somebody's heart. You know what I mean? No like, question. It shouldn't come to the point where you got to write down legislation to apply to somebody's heart to give somebody a chance man it's like it's like Uh, it's like it's not to cut you off it's like trying to get a soft player to drop his nuts and i I can't give you a heart transplant and it goes what you're saying right i can't do it yeah yeah man it's hard and uh you know there's so many qualified uh black coaches out there And, you know, that's where, you know, it's going to take. This is where the real hard work is going to come in, Coach Brown. I mean, in terms of owners really giving black coaches like Eric Bieniemy a chance. Mm -hmm. The guy was the offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. of the Super Bowl championship 
team mm-hmm. and he doesn't land a job out of what five openings that were mm-hmm. that were open this off season. I mean, I don't know how that happens in a league that is predominantly African American. I mean, that is an indictment on the NFL. Man. And uh, I just, you know, that that is very disheartening. It is very disheartening and you know, when you look at what's what's where the where the hearts are of um, NFL owners, it makes you wonder. You know, I, I think the NFL has one minority owner, the owner in uh, Jacksonville, um, and 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 that's it. Khan, I think his yeah, name is, and uh, yeah, and that's it. You know, and um, and I've been I, saying I, that. I don't know that one. That one's been troubling me for a long time, and and. If it's going to be here's my thing with the NFL. Fast forwarding a little bit, I'm going to be very interested to see um, which players are going to take a knee and if they're going to take a knee. And Jerry Jones hasn't said anything yet, and he's been adamant. And right. um, I mean, this is the time to Trump break supporter. through. Yeah, because yeah. you know what? Honestly, Coach, I'm 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 50. I'm in my 50s, man. I'm I'm tired of talking about this. No doubt. It, it, I'm tired of talking about it. About no doubt. getting a chance getting a chance black coaches aren't asking for a handout they're asking for a chance yeah shot fair shot we're already fair. proven yeah are just asking for a chance yeah you know you can't oh. tell me there's not there's not a few more tony dungies out there that can win a super bowl as a head coach no doubt you know no doubt so, mike tomlins i mean yeah. I, I don't know mike tomlin yeah i, I just yeah it's unbelievable to me, though, and, you know, it's we're in a bad spot, man. I'm just saying it. Not only society, yeah. but but in this football world. I mean, you know, what what hurts me, and I understand it because I know all the – I got thousands of buddies coaching at the four-year level. You know, you haven't heard from any position coaches or coordinators either that are black. And it's right. sad because they're scared of their – they're walking on pins and needles and on eggshells to lose their job because of the head coach and the AD are controlling the narrative. And – these young brothers don't want to come out and say this is the deal for their players, but those are the guys yeah. that are recruiting the kids and those are so you can hire these brothers and have majority brothers on your staff, but you can't yeah. you can't make them a head coach, you can't mold them to be one and you lack the you lack the not only black male ADs um and head coaches, you lack black females or females in general um ADs and coaches. And and it's just right. unbelievable, man. It's not just a, it's a gender equity deal too. I know that's a whole Title IX issue, but we there's a bunch sure. of that going on too. There's more male coaches coaching female sports than females coaching female sports. So yeah, it, it's crazy. It what, really is. What's your thought, man? Before we let you go, what's your thought on this high school hoops thing, man? Um, the NCAA. I've been saying it for two years. I I said, man, and I love it. In about three years, I, I think it. the NCAA is going to really get hurt because of what they do and how they treat these kids. Um, obviously, They've been too greedy for too long. They've yeah, been too, too greedy. greedy for too long. No doubt. all the money for themselves, and guys are going to start leaving to get upfront money in the uh, NBA G League accelerated program. Yep. Uh, guys I've spoken with in that program, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Rod Strickland, that are running it are talking about putting a lot of marketing money behind these kids. So they're not going to miss going to Duke or going to Kentucky. Hey, Zion Williamson, he could have skipped Duke and still done well because he was an internet viral sensation before he even stepped on campus. So all that okie doke stuff that college coaches are talking about, oh, you need the marketing of the NCAA. You know what? Forget that. 
get those kids to get their money now and they'll be pros to get professional coaching by G League coaches who are great coaches. It's NBA type coaching. They can, they can get exposed to a professional lifestyle and I have no problem with it. Now, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be as many as some people perceive it might be, right. but I think if there's 10 to 12 of those kids per year, then it's going to work out really well. You're still going to have the, sink, the, the mother and the father or the mother pushing the four-year institution, education, and so on. You know, you're going to have that battle, um, which I understand. You, you know, you want to go to Duke right. as an education, uh, you know, as far as regarding your education or the Stanfords or the Vanderbilts or, or those sure. Wake Forests or those places. But people, let's be honest, the kids ain't going there for school no more. They're going there to get out in one year and yeah. go make millions and get their home, their, yep. their, their family out of poverty, you know. Um, because a number one player, hey, a lot of you can get your you can get your degree online too, man. Shoot, I, mean, I just did it. I just did it in a year. Online. I just got another degree in a year, Mark. I just got another master's and took me about eleven months. Like, come on, man. Man, you got a lot of letters in front of your name now, coach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know the the number one player, man, in the class of twenty one, reclassified. Um, I, I'm sure you were hot, the Jonathan Kaminga kid out of New Jersey. Right. Um, okay. Top ranked player in 21, reclassified, and he was down to Duke, Auburn, Texas Tech, Kentucky. But now the G League is rumored to be his number one destination. And um, you know what? What they did with the with the young brother at Memphis for Penny. What they did right. with Chase Young's girlfriend for flying him to the damn Rose Bowl last year. Um, Ridiculous. You know, that's what they get. I, I just, I, you know, I, I played with Ed O'Bannon in high school, obviously, at Artesia High. We were a national powerhouse in basketball, and I know you covered some of those guys. And we had, shoot, man, four or five NBA guys on the team in high school. And um, he started the NCAA deal for for getting them paid. And, and you know, going into right. that whole deal, I don't know where your stance is, but my thing is I obviously want them to get paid. I don't think they should get paid off their likeness, though. I think they should get paid per their scholarship, per their four years, like a job. Because if they get paid off their likeness, what happens is they get hurt. And I know better than anybody, they get hurt, and they're supposed to get these, you know, you're guaranteed 10 semesters on a scholarship or five years, right? But right. what happens is kid gets hurt, man, and the, what's the coach offer him? A damn, okay, look, maybe be a GA or a quality control. You never, number one, 99% of them don't finish their degree. They leave because they're hurt, they're hurting for money, etc. They can't play no more, so your heart's out of it, and yeah. you're not getting no money off. They're not buying your jersey no more. So no, but no, it's, right. but That's the a good point. but the five year scholarships guaranteed, so you can at least get paid still. And regardless, if they want to do it based on how how you're ranked and your stars and all that crap, so be it. And and it's just like a Division two model, this you get paid per uh, how they break it up, but for for whatever, I still think they should get paid for just like similar to a job based on a semester deal. I just don't know how many kids are really going to reap the benefit of the likeness deal. I just don't know how that's going to work right. out. Yeah, and I, I think um, I think there's an equitable way to do it. You know, like hey, listen, the, the five star kid that's selling a lot of jerseys and a lot of merch for his school, uh, those, those kids deserve to get. Real right. cash, right. real money. Zion, you know, they right. really do. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not sure that I'm not sure how you d- divide the pie up because you know they're they're athletes that may not have as much an impact. Uh, I don't know the right formula. I do agree with you that they they should get uh, should get some kind of uh, money from it because 
you know, I'm an economics major, man, from college, and I know that a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. <laughs> no doubt. That, that, that's called the present value of money theory. That's an easy one. I understood that one. No you doubt. Know? No doubt. We know where that's going. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, and I man. I think the only people who are – I think the only people who are standing in the way of this that don't want it to happen are the, the people who are getting, getting over real big financially under the status quo. Yeah. You know, they don't want to see, uh, they don't want to, for whatever reason they want to, don't want to, they want to, they don't want to see everybody prosper. And it, it sounds selfish. And I think it is selfish. I think it's not that difficult to come up with a model where kids can get a little bit of money. If at your school you're pulling in, you know, tens of millions of dollars through that program. Why shouldn't they? No doubt. You know? No doubt. Nah. Yeah. I hear you, man. Isn't that what we say America is? Yeah. Isn't that what we say America is? <laughs> That's what yeah. it's supposed to be, Except man. sometimes when it, when it applies to a certain type of athlete, you know? No doubt. Then they want to start making up all kinds of crazy rules and tell you it doesn't work, you know? But they get real creative when it comes time to make it work for them. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, just think about it. They're yeah. the last, they were the last cats to not play. Even after the NBA was quick to – Adam Silver did a great job, I thought, for let's say we're going to just be assertive in this deal, proactive. We're going to call it quits for now and see how this thing ends up, which ended up being a great a great decision. NCAA, right. though, they're trying to string that shit out because they know the March Madness is coming. That's their billions of dollars. And <laughs> be, besides the BCS Bowl games, they know that's their breadwinner, and they were trying to string oh, it yeah. out. Man, they weren't thinking about no kids, and 90% of them are black, yeah. ironically. How about that shit? But yeah. you know how it goes, yeah. man. What a coincidence. Yeah. Hey, man, we'll end you yeah. on this, man. Give me your top five rappers, man, of all time. Ooh, you know what? All time? Okay. People want to know that one. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go back a little bit. I'm gonna go public enemy. Woo! Number one, Chuck D and Public Enemy fight the power. Uh no doubt. number two, I'm gonna go West Coast with kind of a combo platter, NWA slash Ice Cube slash MC Ren. No um I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna go West Coast number two. Uh, number three, I'm going to bring it a little bit more contemporary, come back to the MIAO and say Rick Ross. Okay. Uh, at number three. Wow. Um, number four, I, I like, I like what Meek do, does, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, and five, man, Drake, Drake, Drake is nice, man. I'm going to give it to him. You got to go with the hometown. I'm going to give huh? Drake five. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna yeah. give it to Drake. <laughs> you gotta go with your hometown guy. You know, hey, yeah, I, I listen to some Rick Ross, man, but I can't say the name too much because you know I, my mentor is the real Rick Ross who raised me, kind of. So, uh, you know, that's okay. touchy waters there. I know they had a lawsuit and all kind of crap, man. It's crazy, but you yeah, know, uh, it's funny. It's it's touchy, so I can't. I gotta try to defend my boy, but hey, I like it. I, I like it. I like his music, man. You know how it is. I, it's, I get it's it. Tough. Rick probably slapped me if he heard me, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll be all right. <laughs> I am mad at you, man. <laughs> hey, man, I hope the fam is well, man. I know your daughter's out at San Jose, and I know uh, she's going to do well, and I know uh, your son's out here. Like I said, I'm going to go do – I'm going to go uh, holler at him, man, and uh, I'm, I might be headed out there today. That. Yeah, I might be headed out there today, appreciate actually. Um, I like to get in the caddy, man, and drive down the coast and smoke a stick, man. So 
yeah. you know, a little yak with you too. <laughs> <laughs> little hey, yak well, and coke. Well, as long as long as the, uh, the the cops aren't around, the highway patrol maybe I'll be all right. But nah, uh, <laughs> I'll stay at the house and drink one, and then maybe hit the stick, man. But hey, I got a cigar line dropping, man, and uh, and a whiskey. Obviously, I like I told you, I'll be sending you one, and uh, I'll be doing a friends and family uh, release launch deal uh, around July first. So. I'll be sure to get oh, you. Oh, nice, that. man! Yeah. Whiskey, okay. Yeah, yep, I'll, I'll yep. be looking for a bottle. No doubt, I'll be looking for bottles. That hey, that in the Coke, man. That's how my dad lived to be ninety three. So hey, I'm on that program too. Hey, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, man. Shoot. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on, Mark. And uh, like I said, hopefully everything you stay safe with all the fam and what's going on, man. And uh, keep fighting the good fight, brother. And uh, I'm here with you, man. And uh, I'll keep listening to you, man. Appreciate you, Coach Brown, man. I really appreciate you. You. I love the way you deal with the kids, man. You are heartfelt, and college football coaching needs to be more like the way you are with your kids, man. You you really care for them, man. It it looks different sometimes to other people, no doubt. But it comes from the heart, and that's all that that's all that counts, really. You know, and they're gonna send their babies to somebody. It needs to be somebody that does and walks and talks like you. And I appreciate you. All hey, right, man. I appreciate it, Mark. I, I really do, man. And uh, like I said, I'll uh, I'll be talking to you soon, man. And uh, hopefully hear you again on NBA soon. Hey, man. End of July. Take care, Coach. Uh, no appreciate doubt. You, man. All right, Mark. Take care. See you. Bye. Peace. Mark Jones, man, great, great, uh, great man, man, stands for a lot, man. Uh, <clears throat> this show, episode 53, was brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, featuring Mark Jones. Um, when you're waiting this out at home, you can still have some fun betting with our partner, betonline.ag. No NBA yet. July 31st, it does drop. No NHL. Playoffs are about to start. Major League Baseball is still going through their controversial negotiations. But don't worry, Bet Online still has hundreds of games, events, and sports to wager on. NASCAR is back. Madden and NBA 2K simulations. UFC, online casino and poker blackjack. Be sure to check out the final dance with roundtable interviews with ex-Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper as they discuss the Michael Jordan doc in full. There is still fun to be had. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 and bet online your online wagering solution. Hey man, I appreciate Mark Jones for coming on. Um, I've always wa- listened to him. He's been doing it a long time, man. He does college football on Saturdays. He does uh, NBA today, and uh, he's always been someone that uh, I enjoy listening to, man. And uh, just a real cat, man. And uh, so, big shout out to him. And uh, stay tuned, man. Stay safe through all the bullshit protesters. Be smart. Think about the brick before you pick it up, brother. For the real coach JB and Mark Jones for joining me. Don't be a slap dick. Peace. Hope to say my last Fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man. Just say yes, sir.